Hello and welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup podcast of the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid search, especially automation, paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry or even just get my favourite script of the week, like, comment and follow on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram on my handle MindSwanPPC, or just see, or just to see snippets and quotes from um, the previous previous podcasts. Follow the dedicated podcast Instagram page at ppcchat underscore roundup. So today we have Julie Bicini alongside Simon Poulton talk about a very current topic. Um, that's the coming data apocalypse, data apocalypse, um, and what to do about it. And um, yeah, even just today, a great quote that I heard from um, Brain Labs, where, which is where I work, um, um, the Brain Labs um, head of product, the guys that are head of product, um, was that um, data is the new oil. So basically the new hot commodity and the new currency. Uh, so yeah, how do we feel about when it seems like the likes of Google is taking that away from us? Yeah, I can just see, uh, just imagine a whole bunch of heads explode, exploding, you know, the heads, heads exploding emoji. That's all I'm seeing right now. So um, yeah, let's see what our data experts are saying or just our experts even. Um, so yeah, we've got Gilly Bicini, um, yeah, welcoming us to the chat, um, saying how is everybody? Um, yeah, just saying that. The, um, thank you for joining me today, along with the guest host, Simon Poulton. Um, I would help with taking the, the coming and where we will be talking about the topic of the coming data apocalypse and what to do about it. Um, but first, how's everyone doing today? Yes, we are on um, UK, UK and US side, are quite in you know, tense situations and on different levels and definitely scale with America. We're on the verge of um, finding out whether there's going to be a new leader or the same one for the next four years. Or um, and on the UK's end, we're about to go into another lockdown. So I really do just hope everyone's well. And I'm seeing um, comments of people who are like just working. Julie goes, I'm doing okay, but anxious, like I'm sure many Americans are. Simon Paulson goes, feeling good energy, but certainly a little nervous about this evening. Well, how this evening would go. Um, and then John Kagan goes, just ducky. Um, and then Nell Chase also goes, uh, we had a nice snowstorm last night that dropped a beautiful layer of snow on the ground here. Oh, wow. The fireplace is going. The tree and lights are up. Oh, wow. The Christmas tree is already up. El Chase, it's only November. Come on. Anyway. I'll leave it. I'll leave you to it. Um, anyway, so Julie takes us to our quest, uh, first question. Um, and Julie goes to let our guest host get a feel for who is chatting today. Let's get an idea of who is participating today. So our first question is, please describe your mix of search and social as well as B2B, B2C, retail and direct to client. So that's what DTC I've learned means direct, direct to customer, even direct to customer DTC. Um, and so, yeah, um, Julia Vice replies, omnichannel over here, search and social across all clients. I'm plugged into broadcast, print, OTT, digital audio, out of home. It's the works, baby. And somehow it all has to work together. Julia replies, I do paid search and paid social, a mix of B2B and B2C. Not really much in any e-com space. Glenn Schmelzel replies, I'm on today, though I wouldn't be on Twitter a whole lot for obvious reasons. RA channels, we use a mix of search and social for B2B clients. Colin Slattery, heavy Google. 
Google and Facebook IG for um, direct-to-client SaaS and B2C services. No B2B at the moment. Simon Poulton um, replies as well saying, hi folks, my name is Simon and my role as W Promote as the VP of Digital Intelligence. Um, I focus on all things data with a particular focus on signal resilience and effective utilization methods. Um, he continues excited to be joining PPC Chat today to talk about data privacy and its impact on digital marketing. In general, I believe that we as marketers need to take a look in the mirror and consider how we may toe some fine lines. I'll be speaking at the Utah DMC on November 18th on this topic. Register for free here. I will also be speaking um, on a free W Promote panel with Ginny Marvin. Ginny is like an amazing um, editor for um, Search Engine Land, I believe it is. Yeah, Search Engine Land. Um, yeah, and he goes, finally, I'll be speaking at SMX on December 8th and would love to see you there. It's going to be a busy few weeks ahead, but I know this is a super hot topic right now with a ton of ambiguity ambiguity um, around it. And yeah, that is very true. And watch out, Brain Labs is going to be coming up with something quite exciting on that area very soon. Um, so yeah. Let's get into engine. John Kagan then continues saying 80% BTC, 20% B2B, 25% retail e-com, 90% DTC. So this is still going on a question of um, what areas or specialties are people um, on this. Um, LTS replies, for me, I'm mostly e-commerce and paid search, heavy into the channels that focus on product sales from Google to Amazon. I have fewer clients who are B2B or social focused, but I still have some. Um, and then, yeah, we've got... Um, we've got um, Julie going on to question two, saying, are you concerned about upcoming changes to tracking and attribution, um, such as the loss and or blocking of cookie data? Um, but Sam then continues with um, an answer to question one, saying, honestly, it's a mix of all that, relatively heavy on the search side, but plenty of social for direct-to-customer plus retail, as well as luxury, high-end BTC. Daniel Vardy replies, 66% DTC e-com, 33% B2B search, oh, search 70 percent display social 30 percent and then we've got um samuel polton replying to question two saying um partially there is a lot of hype and clickbait around the death of the cookie but that doesn't mean the death of identity resolution it does mean shorter attribution windows and some targeting loss on the open web through on the web, open web though and then we have John Kagan replying to question two saying, for some reason, I'm not probably because this isn't the first time we've been through this. Julia Vice replies, not really. Cookies are old. They're still, they're boring. I'm into first party CRM where possible and building longer term connections than a little um, crumbly session. And yeah, so are we here in Brain Labs. It's all about our CRM and, um, you know, just knowing that data very well and using first party data. So um, we, yeah, with me being um, the CMO at um, Brain Labs, it's very much a B2B for me and finding like the right um, platforms, mostly LinkedIn, to connect with our audience. Um, Sam then continues to answer to question two, um, saying, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't concerned. Do I think I'm less concerned than most? Attribution is already volatile. And I think most major players, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, LinkedIn, have viable alternatives to traditional cookie tracking. Julie replies to question two, saying, I'm concerned about things changing mostly because this 
this could be a significant shift in what kinds of data we have access to and how we can use it. That could make for headaches on multiple levels. Glad to be discussing it now, though. Daniel Vardy replies to question two, saying not concerned. As long as people can make money from online ads, there will be some way to track remarket people. End of the day, whoever controls the data wants to monetize it and government policies is always two, three, 20 steps behind. Um, Kirk Williams replies, honestly, and this could be naive. No, advertising is too big a business. People will always find a way. Attribution has always been ugly. This is just letting us see that that and become marketers again. Yeah, we just have to be a lot more strategic and see, um, be a lot better at, at you know, seeing the data and interpreting the data um, very well and definitely moving away from last click. I feel that we've been preaching this for years, but yeah, from um, what someone on my team said today is the fact that, yeah, some com- some clients are still working on last click, which I'm like, guys, guys, get out of the dark ages. El Chase replies to question two, saying my first reaction is yes, because it will make our jobs a little tougher. Also, privacy is not a bad thing. When you think about it, we have always had challenges as marketers and we will still find ways to successfully, even if it means less data to go off of. Um, Dogar Thomas replies, increasingly, I've seen the data as always has been junk. Um, so what does it really matter that we get even less information? Um, and then, yeah, Julie Vicini replies to El Chase, where El Chase said, my first reaction is yes, because it will take, it will make our jobs a little tougher. Also, privacy is not a bad thing. When you think about it, we have always had challenges as marketers and we will fi- we will still find ways to be successful, even if it means less data to go off of. Julie replies, yes, clearly we figure out how to adapt to whatever the rules are and however they change. For some clients, we are used to the status quo. I could see potential changes feeling very significant and that can lead to a wide range, wide range of reactions. El Chase replies, oh yes, sometimes the agility is not in their playbooks. The forced moves are a struggle for clients who are not good at being agile. Um, Julia Vice replies, it could help change attitudes too. The clients who say Google has all the data, why do they need my sales data? Well, now we can um, we can more easily argue that privacy means clients needs to come to the table with their own numbers or plan to gather them. And in answer to question two, we've got Tim Halloran going, I think PPC chat pit peeps have less to worry about than most my mind is this facebook has figured out their thing google's got rich first party so not worried about them either don't care about cookies for linkedin so what should i be worried about feel bad for um for retargeting sas suites i suppose and in continuing his answer to question two, Dogar Thomas goes, as for attribution, it works only at the enterprise level and need to include offline data. Otherwise, it's never going to be even um, appro- approaching accurate. A great self-test is to look at the past month's worth of attribution parts by channel and try to explain why. And then we've got um, Julie going on to question three, saying, is a bigger concern for you and your client attribution or targeting when it comes to less available cookie tracking, uh, cookie or tracking data, if it is a concern at all? Um, then Jordan Sarg replies to question two, saying, this is one of my top concerns right along with loss of control and data. I've also noticed some alarming swings in smart bidding strategies in the last couple of weeks, um, not exactly making me feel great about losing vision and control. 
Um, I'll say that again. So this is one of my top concerns, right? Along with loss of control and data, I've always noticed uh, some alarming swings in smart bidding strategies in the last couple of weeks, not exactly making me feel great about losing vision and control. Tim Hallerman replies to question three saying targeting totally. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Julie saying... Um, asking Simon whether he'd like to talk for a moment about first versus third party cookie cookies tracking. I've always thought why they've gone from first party to third party. What's second party? I don't know. You never really hear about second party data. Anyway, she continues. I think um, that is helpful def to define for those who are not 100% clear on that topic. Um, John Kagan replies to question three saying, I'm more concerned for 2021 when Chrome excludes third party um, cookies. Then we just see all other platforms get weaker. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Jordan Stark replying to question three saying, I think between the two, I am more concerned over the loss of targeting. Thinking a few creative ways to reach audiences is one of the things that ses sets us apart as marketers. We'll be sad to see options taken away. Um, Steve Gibson replies to question two saying, not really. Digital advertising is a multiple nine-figure business and runs on being able to track conversions. There's a lot of motivation to ensure tracking works. Julia Weiss replies saying, um, July, replies to question three saying, it's a concern, sure, but not end of the world type concern. I'd rather do customer match and lookalikes than cookie tracking any day. It's just um, it's just a good place to get started. Plus you can build um, page audiences, page view audiences right in google and facebook so mm, so she's not too worried i imagine doug r thomas replies to question three saying um i've been asked by a few clients about cookies going away essentially it's putting the ecosystem into question if a core thing that makes the system go away um system go goes away what then um, so I'll rep repeat that answer. He goes, I've been asked by a few clients about cookies going away. Essentially, it's putting the ecosystem into question. If a core thing that makes the system go, goes away, what then? Simon Poulton replies to question three saying, both are concerning, but marketing efficacy is predicted on targeting. So this is a larger um is, is, is a larger concern, not just targeting itself, but also monitoring and enforcing reach and frequency thresholds as well. And then um, he continues saying, it's likely that outside of walled gardens, we'll see a greater need to focus on content contextual rather than people-based. We're already seeing DV360 included, um, include model impressions. So it's going to be hard uh, to know what is real. Um, and saying that answer again, he goes, it's likely that outside of walled gardens, we'll see a greater need to focus on content, content contextual rather than people based. We're already seeing DV360 include modeled impressions. So it's getting hard to know what is real. And then we've got um, El Chase replying to question three, saying targeting is my main concern. Um, and then Daniel Vardy replies to question three, saying, um, honestly, I can't have my client's concern with either of those things. Um, talking to most clients about this almost um, this almost immediately hits a snooze button. When we do figure something like this out and explain it, they say, great, and move on. And then we've got Dogar Thomas replying his answer to question three saying, and also it's an I, we, the baddies moment for some clients. It's using something that is deemed a net till net ill in line with brand values. But this is all philosophical. We push that we'll be able to market well, no matter the technology. Julia Vice replies saying, too right, Doug, have a look at this. I just picked it 
picked it for a client and it's super rich. And that is an article from IAB, which I'll share in my link three links. And just to confirm that, yeah, the title of that article is that Julia Weiss um, shared is The Socioeconomic Impact of Internet Tracking by IAB. And then we've got Julie Pacini replying to question three, saying targeting is the greater concern for me as well. Although it f- sure feels like the major platforms might be gleeful over this in that it could push more into give us the basics and let our super amazing algorithms figure it out for you dream. And then we've got um, Kirk Williams replying to question three, saying possibly t- possibly targeting, but this raises an interesting question. Platform attribution will still be full in full effect. I believe I'm right on that since first party cookie. So that means platforms 100% control um, what they rep- have 100% control on what they report as attribution with no third party verification. Daniel Vardy continues his answer to question three, saying even though it might take a lot of work and thought on our end, all they really care about is one of three. Are we getting sales? Is CPA efficient? How can we grow? And it's fine. They pay us to worry about the detail. Um, and then, yeah, Sam replies to question three saying data decay is a reality for all organizations, regardless of the source. I'm not convinced that the cookie centric ecosystem has hindered development development of better, more versatile and more robust targeting capabilities. Now that it's gone, let's see what comes next. Um, and then, yeah, we've got uh, Simon Poulton then um, giving an answer to um, Julie, where Julie says, um, do you want to talk for a moment about about first versus third party cookies slash tracking? Simon goes, absolutely. Third party set by a third party, generally blocked to session only by many browsers, Safari, Firefox et al. Um, first party set by publishers, web server, Google plus Facebook, both made their cookies first party to mitigate ITP impacts. Um, and then, yeah, he continues, um, in short, most browser p- privacy changes focus heavily on third party due to their cross-site tracking nature. That is the primary focus on browser privacy solutions to mitigate cross-site tracking. And then we've got um, Jenny replying to question three saying targeting hands down. I'm mainly considering the impact on prospecting efforts. Womp. And then we've got Julie giving us um, question four, starting with great chat so far. She goes, are you planning and or doing anything now to prepare for the loss of cookie data? If so, what are you planning on doing? Um, John Kagan replies to um, question four saying, looking at various workarounds to synthesize the data. Julia Vice replies saying, I'm prepping with conversations. My clients tend to focus on um, weirdly tracked outcomes um, or just straight up internal sales data. So we're all making sure we're on the same page and investing in data projects. El Chase replies to question four saying, just dis- depending on our own internal data systems to find opportunities. And then we've got Julie replying to question four saying, I feel like I'm frequently saying something about the how, um, about how the roles and landscape of the digital ad playing fields can shift at any moment and without notice. So we should be prepared to make changes and prep for what we can see coming. And in answer to question four, Glenn Schmelzel replies saying, one thing I am doing is pushing myself to read release notes from GA and soon browser makers um, so I can better explain the limitations to clients and the agency team. Julie replies, smart Google Analytics 4 is rolling out to, is rolling out to have an expert guest on that in two weeks. So, and Glenn replies to that, yes. So we'll be looking forward to that chat. 
And then we've got some um, Tim Holleran replying to question four saying implementing Facebook conversion API for clients early that can work in tandem with the pixel for the time being. Also telling clients to make sure their CRM first um, or first party is solid and consolidated or clean. This is becoming a big part of my job lately. And um, yeah, in reply to um, Kirk Williams giving um, Simon Poulton quite a bit of praise in terms of his mini masterclass on um, PBC chat on ITP cookies tracking right now, um, where Simon talked about like third party data versus first party. Simon replies to that. I've also made a list of folks much smarter than myself that everyone should follow on all aspects of data privacy in the digital ecosystem. And yeah, I'll be sharing that link on my link tree as well. And then we go on to question five, um, where Julie has gone. Um, a lot of these changes are being wrapped in the cloak of privacy. So she asks, are you or your client currently CCPA compliant? What steps should advertisers take here? Um, Julie Vice replies, happily, yes, but that's more by accident. The CCPA is almost as strong as the privacy laws here in um uh, British Columbia, even in Canada. So um, we're already there. Geography to the rescue. Simon Colton, Simon Poulton even replies to question five saying, absolutely, they are. Consent is the heart of our clients' engagements. And we recommend they all have a cookie management solution as well as a do not sell my info form. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Simon, um, yeah, replying, continuing with that saying, in general, LDU and RDP are not required when you have a cookie management solution. The major problem is that platforms don't hold the flag here. So you need to store a user's choice somehow. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he gives a few people handles to follow, which including Ginny Marvin, Agvilla DeFazio. So that's A-K-V-I-L-E-D-E-F-A-Z-I-O. Um, and that's on Search Engine Land. And um, there's also a Search Engine Land webinar that talks about this. So check that out. Um, and then, yeah, reply to question five, Dougar Thomas goes, all of our clients don't fall under the CPA from a revenue um, from California perspective. That way, that said, CCPA is pretty easy to comply with. The biggest thing is to have a process in place for when someone wants to remove their data. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, Dougar Thomas continuing his answer to um, question five, um, saying, question five, yeah, answer to question five, saying, um, in general, my suggestion to clients is to start simple with CCPA, do a data warehouse inventory. What data do you collect? How do you store it? Can you do CRUD with it? Then build your processes to handle data removal or retrieval requests. Then worry about the law. And then Julie then goes on to question six saying, what if any impact have you seen as a result of ITP changes over the past year? In reply to this, Simon goes, this is a hard one for clients that are Safari heavy. We've certainly seen fewer touch points included in the attribution mix. But in addition to this, we've been trying to move to shorter attribution windows across the board. Um, and then, yeah, no many answers to that one. Although, yeah, Tim Halloran um, gives a response to um um to Dora Thomas's answer to question five, um, saying exactly where does liability begin and end? If Facebook's the data professor processor and someone wants to be forgotten, does it apply directly to Facebook or every entry in a brand's database? I know the answer. 
but it's not easy to just comply. And this is in response to Simon, where Simon had said, I think that is where it's ambiguous from a compliance point of view, though, especially as it relates to possess the personal data of more than 50,000 consumers, households or devices. It is possible to make a case that anyone that visits your West website could count um tim halloran tim halloran continues to that saying that doesn't even touch on lists that have been bought and sold and then we've got julie giving us question seven um saying have you implemented any alternative measurement solutions beyond tracking exclusively with platforms pixels such as incrementality testing or marketing or marketing mixed modeling so that's mmm so i'll say that question again have you implemented any alternative measurement solutions beyond tracking exclusively with platform pixels such as incrementality testing or marketing mixed modeling also known as mmm julia vice replies to that um saying that all of the above we blend all kinds of data to show our results along with balancing next to sales or internal success metrics um and then yeah julie just gives us the last question of the day but there are some more answers to question seven but um yeah we'll go to go with it now um where she asks what are the biggest topics you are worried about that folks aren't talking about um and then yeah l chase replies to question seven saying yes we have a lot of internal data points we are depending on more now especially with larger clients who have better data solutions julia vice replies at behaviors and traffic two major core um, own all the data on two platforms that should worry everyone no idea what to do about it um, Simon Poulton replies as marketers I think we all need to lean towards alternative non-deterministic approaches to measurement for validation no methodology is perfect or silver bullet though and each have their own faults very interested to see what Facebook is doing with MMM um, and yeah then um, in reply to Julia Weiss where Julia had said app behaviors and traffic to major corps own all the data on two platforms that should worry everyone no idea what to do about that l chase replies yes especially the more they promote smart campaign types and hide data from advertisers cough pain for search terms we do not get to see they still have all the data however and i'm sure he's referring to google there bad google um, Simon Poulton replies to um, question eight, saying, for me, it comes down to intersection of compliance, legal requirements and browser privacy technology. They have common goals, but different conflicting method methods to get there. He continu continues persevering the consent option either in or out requires some degree of ID persistence and it's highly ambiguous as to how this is going to work as both sides increase complexity. And then, yeah, we've got El Chase replying to question eight, saying um, we will adapt as needed, but how can we best protect the companies we serve so they are not at risk within these platforms, especially smaller advertisers who do not have people looking out for them? Expe example, they accidentally upload an email list with California emails. Um, yeah, and then Sam replies to question seven, saying, absolutely, we do this two ways. We build projection models before campaign starts, then evaluate overall or overall efficacy with MMMs. Um, helps to understand if you're under or overperforming projections, as well as the driving factors of that overperformance. 
Um, and then, yeah, before we end today, yeah, um, John Kagan then goes, we're doing the testing via our data science and reply to question seven. Um, Simon gives us um, a few um, links for WP Promote Privacy Panel, which is WPPromote.com, and just check out their website, um, utahdmc.org, um, or SMX, which is marketinglandevents.com forward slash SMX. So check out all the stuff that he's talking about there. Um, Simon Poulton replies, finally, I hope that we are market, we as marketers can all take a look in the mirror and embrace privacy. Consumer trust is the most important thing we need to maintain to avoid overregulation. So let's be smart or empathetic moving forward. And to that, we've got, yeah, Julie going, take care of yourselves, everyone. If you haven't voted yes yet, go do it. Everyone's voice vote should be counted and yeah i believe in that and i just hope that uh, america has a peaceful and restful sleep tonight although i imagine we hard for some a lot of people julie goes thank you for an amazing chat simon Poulton. um um yeah hope you all will come back for a future chat as this continues to play out i will include the resources shared here in the recap post and i'll, and I'll be hosting next week um, topic DVD to to be decided, and when she says when it says I will be hosting next week, that's Julie Bacchini. So don't um, confuse that with me saying I'll be hosting. I wouldn't be hosting. I'll just be doing the roundup podcast. Um, so yeah, hope you found this talk useful, taking some great t- takeaways. I think this is a very pertinent topic. This is really going to be the forefront of people's mind, data, data privacy. As again, again I said, Brain Labs is going to be doing some work around this in terms of um, talking to people about it. So um, look out for that. Um, and yeah, I hope you found um useful ways to talk to your clients about it and um, just making sure you're thinking about privacy and using your first party data um, efficiently. So yeah, if you want um, to get, if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solutions, um, get in touch with me by sending me a message on um, any of my Mindswan handles um, or the Mindswan PPC. Um, And yeah, remember, for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye.